Welcome back to another episode of Holiness. So excited to have today with us, Brother Aaron Soto. Thank you for taking time out to be with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're so excited today to have a conversation about discipleship. And of course, part of what we've been doing with this podcast is exploring discipleship and recognizing as we commit to that journey to grow close to God, of course, that's going to mean lots of lots of growth in all these various areas of our lives. Right. We've been playing with this word holiness, kind of spelling it in a fun way just to emphasize that it's about all of our lives. We're called to be whole and holy. That's good. And so I love talking about discipleship. And I know in a week like this, we happen to be at General Conference having this conversation. Right. You've probably heard that word said in a few different contexts and had some fun conversations with other pastors. Uh, how has this week gone for you so far? Well, General Conference for me is, uh, it's Disneyland. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love to meet friends. Yeah. Uh, my wife, she's a planner. Yeah. So we have every meal planned with different friends and we make sure that we're very intentional about connections and coffees and then of course just the uh the worship and the word Mm -hmm. it just seems like general conference is uh hitting another high watermark and uh i'm so thankful and so glad to see uh people who maybe haven't been at general conference for a long time stepping Mm -hmm. in and realizing that uh it's it's a little bit different than than maybe when they were here the last time. Very true, very true. I'm just, what I'm loving seeing at the very front, right in front of the platform, all of those young guys and gals up there worshiping with yes. all their heart, which is this reckless band. I love it. Yes. I love it. Just brings a fresh energy to the event that we have not seen in a long time. It's exciting. Didn't see that when I was a teen. Right. You know, we were in the hallways. (laughs) But this crew, this generation of young people, I'm so excited to see them. They are the real deal. I love it. I love it. A lot of good things to say about our youth. And uh, and this event's brought that to the forefront. So it's been a good week in a lot of ways. Um, And as I mentioned, I'm hearing this word discipleship. I think this is a word that in our apostolic movement at large, I think we've embraced it with fresh passion over the last decade, perhaps. Yes. And I believe you're one of the voices that have helped in that process. I've been blessed to connect with you in a few different contexts, and um, I've, I've heard your passion for the subject. So today I just want to have a conversation, and maybe I'll just get the ball rolling by saying, how do you fi- define that word discipleship? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> it should be an easy answer for me, but... Um, our church has a mission statement, mm-hmm. know Jesus Christ, grow in Jesus Christ, and show the love of Jesus Christ. And um, if I were just to put it in simple forms, I think that discipleship is knowing Jesus Christ, growing in him actively, and then living your purpose, showing the love of Jesus Christ yeah. to the world. It's something that we never graduate from. Right. And um, it's something that is, is the greatest privilege yeah. on this side of heaven. Uh, to see Christ's likeness in us, and discipleship produces that. So true, so true. I love that word you used in there, actively, actively growing. Um, 
maybe talk to us a little bit about what that looks like, because it seems like sometimes with discipleship, we've reduced that word to just, it's this certain step that you go through at a certain season early, perhaps, in a believer's experience. And I really appreciate your comment that this isn't something we just graduate and get done with, and now we're, we're past that. Let's go. Right. Talk to us about that growing part. I love that. Well, I would say that growing in Jesus Christ is something that I know it's true for you and it's true for me that you finish some area of your life mm-hmm. and you're admiring God's handiwork in your life and then he opens another door. That's right. And there's so many areas of our life that are in God's grace That's right. that we're not even aware of. Yeah. He, the Lord said that he would purge the sons of Levi as gold. And so the dross doesn't come to the surface all at the same time. That's true. And so the Lord brings it to the surface as, as we grow, he brings different things to the surface and then he'll bring something and it's like, where has that been all this time? <laughs> because that's not like some little thing, it's a big thing and it was in his grace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the sanctification journey brings that forward. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it, discipleship is, is growing actively and it's, yeah. it's being intentional and in, in realizing that the journey never ends. I, I think that uh, so many times this is where backsliding happens where we have this sense of, you know, I've arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's anything, you know, I've, I've read all the discipleship manuals and I think I've got it. I've checked all yeah. the boxes and I just don't think we understand how holy God really is. Mm-hmm. And on a given day, how many ways we can offend God and not even be aware of it. Yeah. So he, he just continually reveals things to us. Sure. Sure. That's so true. That, that part of his nature of holy, um, you know, I've heard it defined, you know, sin is missing the mark. And even a fraction of missing the mark is missing the mark. And, and not to, you know, not to get us too far down that trail, except to say, if we're going to be like that holy God and pursue him, it's going to take continual ongoing growth it is. to continue to grow closer to him and his plan for our lives. So I, I appreciate that you stress that, that yes. actively growing. That's so good. And it's not a have to, it's a get to. Yes. It's a get to. Yes. I, you know, I love so much the opportunity to, to be, spend time with the Lord. Right. I look forward to that. Right. And uh, Brother Price from California, district superintendent from years gone by, talked about drudgery, duty, and delight. Uh-huh. And, you know, is this thing that you're doing with God, this life that you're living, is it drudgery? Do you do it because you're supposed to, or is it a delight to you? And when we realize that there are levels and dimensions of living for God that, that's truly delight, mm. I want to explore that. Right. I, I want to find that. Right. You know, we're, we're not going to ever, I don't think, really commit to something that we don't, that there's not a heart part of it committed to. So I, I appreciate your vision for that, um, that's got to be something then that extends beyond just a church commitment. So as yes. I'm hearing you talk about moving into that area of delight, it's not just the duty, and it's certainly not a drudgery, but if we're going to get in that area of delight, that's going to happen more than in that magical one hour in this one special building. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about what discipleship means in terms of daily and at home and, right. and how all that works. Very good. Well, the Lord tells us that he is one mm-hmm. and that we're to love the Lord with our whole self. Right. 
And uh, I think that living in ho at home, there needs to be a kind of a singularity in our life, uh, a God focus. We can have many passions, but only one obsession. It needs to be Jesus. Yeah. And so loving the Lord with, with all of ourselves. And so that means that uh, there's this thing that I call the one principle. And um, it's, it's making sure that we don't have any rivals in our life to God, that we only have one God, and that we don't put any rivals in our children's lives. And this is the pursuit of holiness, and this is discipleship yeah. on the home front yeah. when we live that one principle, that yeah. we acknowledge that God is our creator, he's our redeemer, and he is our sustainer. Yeah. And uh, we, we live our lives with him in full focus. We don't compartmentalize our lives and have our, our church persona. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we spritz our weekends with worship, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but living one life. And making sure that we have a sofa in our home that's an altar. And making sure that Jesus is our house guest. In fact, I remember having, uh, when my kids were little, a family devotion. And there was just a, a little bit of adversity on the home front. Our kids were fighting. And, <laughs> and so we had a, a family devotion. And I said, we're going to have a special guest tonight. And I said, I think he's here. And so we, they ran to the front door. They're so excited. We're going to have a guest for a family devotion. That was a first. We opened the door. And I said, Jesus, come on in. Oh, and their eyes are wide open. They're looking. And we walk him to the, to the sofa. Have a seat, Jesus. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Do you want to show Jesus your room? Absolutely. So we showed Jesus rooms, favorite toys, and we sit down and we just talk to Jesus how much we love him and thank you for all you've done for us. And then I asked my children, I said, hey, do you think we should invite Jesus to live here? And they're like, yes. Oh, I love it. So the next day, Blake and Braylon are squabbling and I said, Jesus lives here. And they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> so, I love it. but it, there, that's, uh, you know, elementary, but it's true. Oh, yeah. It's true. And I think um, discipleship is, is knowing that Jesus lives with me. Yeah. I can talk to him. I can interact with him. Um, he's my friend. Um, I want to hear him say, well done. Right. I don't want to offend him. I don't right. want to try to demote him or be in insubordination in any way. And so um, living on, that, on the home front is really where it happens. And when it doesn't, that is a very difficult journey for children yeah. when, uh, when faith is not lived on the home front. That's so wonderful. I hope somebody out there is grabbing that idea to try with their kids in their home and all of us, even if you don't have kids in the home, how helpful that would be to just walk through that process, even if you're a single adult, just to, just to, I think, really drive home that if we really want them to be part of our lives, that's, that's got to carry through all of it. That's yes. so good. That's so good. How, how we, how we think about him being part of our lives. I think that's a good concrete way to really make that, bring that to our forefront. Um, there's, there's too many hours we spend probably idle that if we think about more consciously that Jesus is part of my life, maybe we can redeem that time in more healthy ways as we think more intentionally about he's, he's part of our home. Not too long ago, uh, I turned 50, I'm 51 now, but uh, I, I went on a sabbatical mm -hmm. and God really dealt with my heart. And I've always had this thought that I will always want to have more roots than I have fruit in my ministry. And what's beneath the surface in my prayer life, 
I don't want my fruit to outpace my roots because right. I've seen ministries become top heavy and they're not able to sustain that. Yeah. But in the conversation of discipleship, um, it seems that as I grow in ministry and as God has placed more fruit in my life, he requires more from me and him. And um, it's, it's so interesting that I left the sabbatical. God spoke to me in a very certain way about living my life a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember coming home and just kind of on, unconsciously, first thing I do in the morning when I'm getting ready for the day is turn on the radio. And mm-hmm. the Lord's like, no, 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 we're not going to turn that on today. Okay. And uh, I was like, that's right, God, it's post-sabbatical. We're on a new journey. And I go in my office and I sit down in my recliner and I grab my laptop and like, God, you're here. I can tell you're here in, in a very, you're wanting to talk to me. And so I grab my laptop, like, talk to me, God, I want to, and he's like, I just felt God prompted me, like, what's the laptop about, wow. you know? And yeah. it was, it's, it's so interesting. I'm just trying to convey the point that as you grow and as you go along in life, that your journey continues to become more refined and, mm-hmm. and more personal and I hope more intimate with the Lord. Right. And that's been something that's been so powerful for me is um, to realize that I'm, I'm on a journey and God is revealing more of himself to yes. me if I'm listening. Yes. And uh, I live a, an active life as you sure, do, Sister sure. Alexander. And, uh, but one of the things the Lord's telling me now is I want you to slow the revolutions of your life down so you can live at the center. There's the 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 law of centrifugal force and uh the faster the resolution the greater the pull to the exterior from center and so the lord's just saying necessarily i want you to intentionally slow those revolutions because aaron you've been visiting the center this is what the lord was saying to me Mm -hmm. you've been visiting center for a long time but i want you to live there so i'm living my life differently and i think this is also a reflection of of discipleship continuing to hear the voice of God and aligning yourself to his will, his plan, his purpose, and enjoying the fruit of that very real relationship. Excellent. Excellent. I I couldn't help but think about even that Old Testament concept of idolatry, as you're talking about, you know, him being at the center. uh, There wasn't a lot of flexibility in the way he talked to his people about that in the Old Testament. And, you know, it, it would be easy to to misunderstand the context, but out of his delight for us, yes, he wants to be so close to us. And the, the temptation is to look at the Old Testament and say, whoo, we don't have to worry about that idolatry stuff because nobody's building stone, you know, temples in their living room. But I'm hearing you loud and clear say it's, it's in the way we prioritize right. our time, our affections. Uh, such a good, good thought to not just visit the center, but truly for him to be at the center of our lives. Living with singularity, living with one God in your life. Oh, very good. And it's a, it, again, it's, it's a privilege to do that. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. Now, before the session, you and I were talking a little bit, and I know that you've done some studies on holiness. And one yes. of the things that I, I've wanted to explore with this podcast and this conversation is if we, if we focus on this discipleship process of growing close to him yes. in that process, I believe it's, it's naturally going to call us to holiness because he's a holy God. And so we've been, much like you and I have talked about already tonight, um, 
as we talk about discipleship, we end up talking about holiness. And as we talk about holiness, we end up talking about discipleship since right. it's all so connected. And I guess I would just love to hear you elaborate on some of the some of the study you've done recently about holiness and some of the things God's been showing you about that. Well, Jesus calls us to let our light shine. Yes. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. And I believe that holiness is a powerful way to shine in our world. You know, if we are ever truly Christ-like, our life is going to be in contrast to the backdrop of the world. And it's so incredible when the light of Jesus Christ is shining through your life. Now we understand, uh, this is a word, apostolic group of people, and we're having a conversation at General Conference, the United Pentecostal Church International, we understand that holiness starts on the inside. Holiness is an inside job. And Jesus said that we should first cleanse the inside of the cup that the outside may be clean also. Right. And uh, so heart holiness, I think that we need that revelation of where holiness begins. And uh, if, if there's outward holiness and no corresponding inward holiness, that that is an affront to God. The Lord yeah. had, Jesus had something to say to people yeah. who live that kind of life. But when uh, there's an outward holiness as a result of inward holiness, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just powerful, it's beautiful, and again, it is a privilege to do that. And God's people have always lived a countercultural life. So if our number one goal in life is to blend in, mm -hmm. this isn't going to work very well. But if we realize that we are God's candelabra, His light, in our world, and Sister Alexander, your world is not my world, sure. and my world's not your world. Sure. But God has placed us strategically in this world and strategically in relationships to let our light shine so that people may see Jesus. It's beautiful. And so I just think that uh, holiness is a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and if we say no to any aspect of holiness, mm -hmm. um, it's, we've, we've missed something. We've Absolutely. missed something about uh, the power of what God's calling us to. I think that's so good because, I, I of course, that's a biblical uh, reference to talk about the beauty of holiness. Yes. But also, I hear you say in there that it's missional. He's called us to be this way, to show others. And that connects right. back to your church's mission statement of we're knowing him, we're growing in him, and then we're showing that love to others. That's right. So that does, again, bring us back full circle to this, this point that as we know him and grow in him, we're naturally then going to show him to others. And, and holiness is part of that process. So I just Very love much so. how all that's connected. Yes. So, so good. So good. Well, one of the things I'm thinking about as we were talking, we've talked about that daily knowing him and, and how this is obviously going to influence even our, our the way in our home we live with our family. Um, then that means when we do go to church, it's probably not just to get that fixed to get me through another seven days. That's right. Maybe even talk about how understanding uh, this call to know him and this, this commitment to discipleship, even in the way when we do come to church. What does that look like when I'm committed to being a disciple daily? Well, um, I, I feel like if, if I'm truly a disciple of Jesus Christ, I can't do my life without him. Yeah. I can't be that Christian atheist, yeah, yeah. you know, where we profess a faith we don't possess. Sure. And so I think there's an intentional God connection. Yeah. I think that we are uh, looking for 
the opportunities that God is, is bringing our way as we're going through our daily life. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe also that we just need to be aware, not be uh, ignorant of the enemy's devices. And so it's kind of a spirit-led journey. Yeah. And I love the fact that Paul says that if we will walk in the spirit, mm-hmm. we will not fulfill the lust right. of our flesh. It's promise. Right. Yeah. We, we have promise in that. Yeah. And so we are overcomers right. when, when we saturate ourselves with God in our day, and then we live with the God consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It really, it really is so encouraging when we... When we see the, the, the promise in this call to discipleship. And I, 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 my heart actually just goes out to folks who've looked at their Christianity as an obligation, what you were saying earlier, the drudgery, the duty. Because as, as we think about it, this invitation, I love that word invitation, he calls us to be holy as he's holy. Yes. That invitation that he wants to be with us, oh, it's just, it reframes everything in such a beautiful way. And, you know, let's remind ourselves that this holiness thing is impossible without the Lord. Without him. That's all right. I can't do it. I can't do it. But Christ in me, you know, it's Christ in me. It's what he produces. Not by works, lest any man should boast. There's nothing that I can do to be holy apart from God and his amazing grace. Right. And so I just, I'm so, so privileged to be invited into this journey and it it amuses me and saddens me all at the same time that our our world seems to identify with the message of jesus as it relates to love even people that would say that he is not the messiah don't quarrel with the message you know they will say easily he who is without sin cast the first stone and so our world identifies with the message of the bible regarding love but jesus has this other leading uh, trademark and that is holiness yes. but if you tell somebody you know you just love like Jesus I just I just think you're such a loving person but if you tell somebody you know what I, I think you're holy oh no oh no oh no I I don't think I'm holy you know people walk away walk a big circle around that yeah. whole idea that whole concept mm-hmm. and I think that we need to uh, reevaluate that and realize this is uh, this is a tremendous privilege and Jesus said, be holy as I am holy. Yes, he did. Yes, and he did. so here we are, you know, having, having this incredible journey in life. We can love with the love of Jesus and we can be a cut above. Yeah. We can be set apart. Right. We can be impure right. through the precious, pure through the precious blood of Jesus right. Christ. Right. So we, let's not run from this conversation of discipleship yeah. and holiness. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's say let's let this be our anthem. Amen. And let love and holiness be uh, trademarks of our lives that we we celebrate. I agree wholeheartedly. I love it. I love it. Absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for. This uh, reframing, I think, for some folks it may be, but a a celebration of who he's calling us to be. It may be now as we begin to kind of wrap up the conversation, perhaps we have someone who's watching, listening, and uh, it may may be hearing this invitation to holiness, maybe it sparks a, a a fresh commitment for someone today. If yes. there's somebody that's listening or watching and they say, you know, I, I really, I, I think I can identify with, with maybe what you've shared of, yes. of feeling like God is calling to, to be more at the center. 
maybe just uh, conclude with an encouragement to someone out there and, and what they can do to take that step. If, if maybe they hear that call loud and clear today to grow closer to Jesus, what might that look Absolutely. like? Well, let me say this, that I have a phone and I am directionally challenged, but I have not really had a problem with being lost in a long time because of that phone. And we live in a generation that does not know what it means to be lost. Yeah. We always know where we are and we always know where we're going. And let us be very careful to remember that God's opinion of us is correct in the first place, that we are sinners and we have fallen short of the glory of God. Without Him, we can do no thing. And so if you're feeling that, you're feeling the, the immoral law of gravity tugging at your life, um, there, is a, there is a hope for us and His name is Jesus. And so, but let's not lose touch with what it means to be lost. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is a homing device to draw you to Jesus and to call on his great name. And I would challenge you, put your full faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the scripture tells us in the day that we wholeheartedly seek him, we shall find him. And God will show himself to be so real as you connect and you grow your God connection there is a, a spirit in this world that I think creates strongholds in our minds that we can worship at church and have breakthroughs at church, but not in our home. But you confront those strongholds on the home front. You confront those strongholds as a parent and, and invite Jesus, open the front door of your physical home and invite Jesus to come in and have conversations with him. And I will tell you that he is able to draw you higher. And Jesus feels this for you. You and your sins must part. And I want you to be my child. And so by faith, receive that and embrace that journey. Amen. So good. I believe God's got good things for us. He I do too. He loves us. We're his people. Man. And I, I sense that he's calling even some folks watching or listening today to draw closer to him. I, I appreciate that scripture you shared, that promise that, that I've sometimes in maybe a nursing home service or children's ministry service, I've illustrated it with magnets, you know, as we draw close to him, we have this promise that Absolutely. he's drawn close to us. And I just, I'm so appreciative that you've come today and shared that hope and reminded us of his call to draw close to him. Thank My you privilege. for being part. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. For everyone that's joined us today, thanks for taking part. And we're going to pray that God uses this to bless you in your journey to grow closer to Him. Thanks for taking part, and God bless you.